You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Good morning. One of my favorite things to do with my family is we love to go down to Port A, normally in June or July, and we like to hang out with other family members and to relax and just hear the ocean waves. Well, last summer, the sand was really, really soft, and I saw more people stuck than I've ever seen before. People that were getting pushed out of the sand or being pulled out of being stuck or some of them had shovels out trying to dig out. And so I knew that I needed to be really careful when I was driving my truck down there on the beach. But you guessed it, eventually one day I got stuck. Now praise God it wasn't for a very long time and there was two guys that were really helpful and gave me just a little push and I could keep on going. But have you ever been stuck or felt stuck? Maybe it's stuck with, a ne- with negative thoughts or a bad attitude. That no matter how much that you try to think, uh, try to be positive, you have these negative thoughts. Or maybe you're stuck with some health issues and you're trying to get well, but it just seems like you're not making any progress. Maybe you feel like you're stuck in a dead-end job. Like it's just not going anywhere or you have a harsh boss that you're dealing with or co-workers. Maybe you're stuck in debt or maybe you're stuck in conflict. Maybe you're stuck in an unhealthy relationship. Maybe you're stuck with parents that won't listen or kids that won't listen. Maybe you're stuck in laziness. Like you, you want to do some things, but man, you just procrastinate everything. You just can't get going. You just feel stuck. Maybe you're stuck in sin or unrepentant sin. Maybe you're stuck with an addiction right now. Maybe you're stuck in shame. Like no matter how, how, how much you keep, try to keep on living, shame just keeps on being a part of your life. Maybe you're stuck in depression or anxiety or some other kind of mental health issue right now. Maybe you're stuck in grief. Maybe you're stuck spiritually. Like you, you want to grow and you want to feel close to God, but God feels far away. Maybe you're stuck in legalism. Maybe your relationship with God is all about the rules and, and, you, and it's not about a relationship and you, you want everyone else to follow the rules and even though you know that you don't want to be or you don't want to be legalistic, you're kind of stuck there. It's not fun to be stuck. It's not fun to be stuck. It's frustrating and, and most of us, we want to get out of being unstuck. And today we're going to see a man in John chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. We're going to see a man that was stuck. Even though we don't see this term in this passage, it could easily be there. And sometimes we're stuck for a short time, and then sometimes we're stuck for a longer season. So John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days, and inside the city, near the sheep gate, Sheep gate, that's where the sheep would have went through, was the pool of Bethsaida with five covered porches. So picture this nice area, five covered porches, and there was a pool there, the pool of Bethsaida. And uh, you had water there. It was nice and relaxing. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, lay on these 
porches, and one of the men laying there had been sick there for 38 years. This man had been stuck there, basically didn't, wasn't able to do very much. 38 years, here he was, he always would come to this porch near this pool. Now, why did people come to the pool of Bethsaida? Why did the blind, the lame, the paralyzed come here? The, the reason is pretty clear in verse 7. They were waiting for the water to be stirred up. And most likely this was from an underground stream that from time to time would bubble, bubble up, kind of like a jacuzzi. Now, legend had it, this was legend, legend had it that angels' wings would stir up the water and the sick people waiting there, once they would see it would, was stirred up, the first person in there would get healed. That's what legend said, uh, basically being passed down. The first person to get into the bubbled water, once it starts bubbling, would get healed. And so these people were waiting for, they would wait as long as they had to, hoping for that one day that they would get into the water at the right time. And so they were waiting for their moment. And so this man had been waiting there for 38 years. 38 years, verse six, it says, when Jesus saw him, notice Jesus saw him, there was lots of people there, but Jesus saw this man and knew he had been ill for a long time. And he asked him, would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? Isn't that an odd question? Doesn't everyone want to get well? Doesn't everyone want to get unstuck? I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I think Jesus knew that wasn't always the case. Verse 7, he says, I, I, I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Really? No one would help this man for 38 years. He didn't have one friend. No one would show this man any kindness. No one. So this man stays stuck. And so getting well for this man would mean getting up and, and getting moving and, and doing all these different things. But this man, here he was, he laid here paralyzed 38 years and then he meets Jesus. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. This man got unstuck. This man had this amazing miracle take place in his life. This man was healed. This man began walking and moving forward. And there's a video that's entitled Stuck on an Escalator. And it shows two people riding an escalator. And then suddenly the escalator stops. And they begin yelling out, hey, I'm, I'm stuck. Please help me. Help me. I'm stuck on this escalator. Now, the video is kind of is making fun of these individuals because, as we know, once an escalator stops, then it turns into a set of stairs. But these people in this escalator, they were waiting for someone else to come and fix things to get the escalator moving instead of actually moving themselves. And sometimes in life, we're stuck because we're not willing to move. We're not willing to get unstuck. We're not willing to take those steps to ask for help. We're not willing to do those things. So to get unstuck, we must deal with the things that might be holding us back. And so how do we get unstuck? First of all, I think we have to admit we're stuck. And stop for a minute, stop spinning your wells and realize you're not going anywhere. 
When I got stuck, I could feel my wheels spinning in the sand. And I realized I wasn't moving forward. And sometimes in life, we're so busy and we're going this way and that way, we don't even realize we're stuck. And we need to admit, hey, I'm stuck. I'm stuck spiritually or I'm stuck with a negative attitude or I'm stuck. You, you fill in the blank, whatever you're struggling with. Secondly, to get unstuck, you have to move and you have to want to get unstuck. It's one thing to admit that you're stuck, but do you really want to get unstuck? I think some people, they would rather complain about being stuck instead of actually taking action to move forward, to taking some steps to move forward. The Bethesda of your life doesn't have to be forever. Sometimes for us to get unstuck, we just have to move a little. We just need to take one small step. We just need to do a few little things and that will help us get unstuck. That may mean cleaning out your liquor cabinet, moving toward getting sober. That may mean putting up porn filters on your computer. That may mean going and seeing a doctor. It may mean getting in shape, going to the gym, going for a walk. That may mean getting rid of some bad friends. That may mean that God's calling you to forgive someone. That may mean applying for a new job or getting a job. That may mean going and seeing a debt counselor, or a grief counselor, or a marriage counselor, or a pastor. That may mean going and asking for help. And, and so if we really want to get unstuck, we have to move. We have to want to get unstuck. Thirdly, to get unstuck, we must change our perspective. In life, we're going to get stuck at times, but we need to change our perspective. Hebrews 12 says this, starting at verse 1, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Sometimes in life, we get weighted down. We have things that keep us stuck. We have sin. We have things that trip us up, that's making us stuck on our journey. But the writer of Hebrews says the race is going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be hard times, and especially as sin and other things try to trip us up. But we need to continue to persevere. And right now, whoever you're sitting next to, whoever you're watching this with, would you say, just tell them, persevere. Don't give up. Keep on running the race. Don't, don't get stuck. And when you fall down, get back up. Can I just encourage you, like when you're running this race, the key here that Hebrews says, the writer of Hebrews says, focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And when you focus on Jesus, your perspective changes. And when we're focused on our problem, guess what? We tend to just focus on us. We just tend to focus on us. But when we take our eyes off of us, when we take our eyes off of the problem and we focus on Jesus, we realize that we can get unstuck. We realize that God restores. We are, realize that God redeems, that God helps us in the valley, that we can get through this season of being stuck in. Some of you are stuck because you're so busy. 
looking at your problem instead of looking to Jesus. You're too busy talking about your problem instead of going and giving your problem over to Christ. So can I just encourage you? Can I encourage you? Focus on Christ and let him change your perspective on life. Lastly, to stay unstuck, we need to take a different road. Maybe you've been, done this. I know I've probably done this. We probably have friends that have done this. We get unstuck and then we get stuck again. We get unstuck and then we get stuck again. And, and when that happens, don't you think it'd be wise to take a different road? Instead of taking the same road that you're getting stuck on, take a different road. Take a different approach. If you're stuck spiritually, try something different in your quiet time. Maybe journal, maybe fast, maybe do something different than what you're doing. Try a different approach. If you're stuck in your marriage, try something different. Don't get rid of your marriage partner, but try something different. Maybe go on a date night or change things up a little bit. Work on it. If you're stuck on complaining, then memorize verses about complaining. Whatever your issue is, find a verse that you can memorize on. Take a different road. In this text, we see a man who was stuck for 38 years, and it was an amazing miracle that Jesus healed him. And here's the thing. Often, we need help getting unstuck. We need to reach out and have people help us. And so I want you to think right now, who is someone that you can help get unstuck? Who's someone that you can help get unstuck? You know that they're struggling right now. Maybe it's struggling in grief. Maybe it's struggling with something else in their life. Who's someone that you can reach out and help? Who can you be Jesus to? And then what is, how are you stuck right now? Who, how are you stuck right now? I want you to think about that. What can you turn over to Jesus? Who can you reach out to to help you get unstuck? I, I know most of us, we got a lot of pride built up and we don't, we don't want to ask for help. But one of the wisest things that you can do is to ask for help. And so as a pastor, I don't want you to be stuck. And if you are stuck, I want you to know that I am here for you. You feel free to reach out to me. You can call me. You can text message me. You can email me. I would love to, to listen to you, to, uh, to encourage you, to pray with you.